What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Hindsightless, the sporadic podcast where we talk about role-playing games, life, whatever else might be running around inside of my head, but mostly role-playing games because they're just, they're awesome, man, especially when you play them all goddamn weekend. This is just a short one, folks. I got a call from Carl, but before that... Before that, I'm going to talk about the epic weekend that I just got home from. So let's get into that. What's going on, everybody? I am a little bit haggard right now. A little bit rough around the edges. Why is that? Because I just got back from a whirlwind gaming weekend out of town at one of my buddies' house. And it was fucking awesome. (laughs) I'll give you guys, before I talk about the game itself, I'll give you a rough itinerary of the mini convention that we had. Because I've never gamed as much while drinking as much as I did this weekend, it, it was just, yeah. So, got there, got to his house at 6 o'clock Friday evening. Started drinking right away. Started playing at 8 o'clock Friday night. Played until 3 p.m. Or, sorry, 3 a.m. So, from 8 p.m. to 3 a.m., playing and drinking the whole fucking time. Went to sleep. I woke up at 6 a.m. the next morning. Uh, We started drinking probably at 9. Went and got some breakfast where we, you know, we were getting Bloody Marys and Greyhounds. That was at like 10.30. Went back to my buddy's place. Started playing again at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Played until around 10 p.m., where we took a break. Don't, this whole that whole fucking time we're drinking beers and seltzers and partying. Um, at 10 p.m., we went out into my buddy's backyard. He he's uh, he's back back behind his house is a golf course and a lake, and that's where the town had set up their fireworks display. So from my buddy's backyard on top of this hill, we had what was the greatest view of any fireworks display I've ever had. It was. Amazing. We were just sitting in total comfort, just the three of us drinking fucking fireworks going off big boom. Cool looking fireworks. It was awesome. Went back inside, played until about 1 p.m. or sorry, 1 a.m. Uh, went to sleep. I woke up again at 6 a.m. because I can't sleep for shit when I'm away from home, it turns out. Uh, woke up the next morning, this morning at time of recording, Sunday morning, started drinking at around nine, started playing at nine, played from nine until 11 and finished the adventure. So we figured it out. We played for probably 22 ish hours of gaming and it was basically, we got in what would work out these days to be like a two-month-long mini-campaign in one weekend (laughs) with drinking a shitload. A shitload. Um, We went through two 18-packs of Rainier's just 
as just as like a little that was just like a little fun that was just a good time charlie but yeah so like i said it was my first time or it was my buddy's first time ever running pathfinder and it was his buddy the guy that drove me out there it was his first time ever playing a role-playing game at all his only role RPG experience, t- tabletop role playing game experience, was at an Emerald City Comic Con a couple years ago. Someone was running a booth where they were just running like uh, a com- a fifth edition like combat scenario. So you could sit down, run through a five E combat fight, and then be done. You know, in like twenty minutes. Um, and that was his only experience. So we go. <laughs> So how about your first experience being a fucking 22-hour marathon drinking slash gaming session, dude? <laughs> Not a bad way to get into the hobby, I'd say. And I think we made it good. I think, I think he liked it a lot. Um, what they say about beginner's dice luck with role-playing, this dude rolled so many 20s, man, especially when it counted. It was unfucking real If we weren't rolling dice right there, I'd be like, no way, man. <laughs> but it was awesome. The game was intense and weird and cool, very twilighty. Um, our characters were... Uh, groomsmen at the wedding of this prince and princess that were getting married uh, <clears throat> kind of like going to rule the land and stuff and then craziness shit just kicks off and there was all sorts of weird like inception type dream stuff that happened uh, some some people backstabbed us and you know some people we thought we were going to be friends turned out to be enemies some people we thought to be enemies turned out to be friends it was the ending was very twilight zone-ish very ambiguous um and it was it was awesome man it was awesome we each played because we were supposed to have a third person with us but that person at the last minute couldn't make it um and so me and the other dude we each played two characters so i played um Initially, I played a dwarven cleric and a human monk. Um, and the other guy was playing a cat folk rogue, a cat folk rogue, and a elven wizard. At one point, there was a TPK, uh, but that was all part of this weird Inception dream sequence type thing that was very cool. But it was also real because two, one of our characters each got, uh, our souls were basically put into another body. So then we made new characters. <laughs> so I ended up playing my dwarven cleric and then I built a human paladin. Uh, and that's what I ended up playing. And that was awesome. I, I was really pleased. I had this idea in my mind. So I want to play a paladin with a reach weapon that trips. I think that could be very effective. And it was. <laughs> and I built so many Pathfinder characters with ideas in mind. Some of them work out. Some of them don't. But this one worked out exactly what I thought. Exactly what I hoped. And it was fan freaking tastic. In the final battle, which was actually three, two sort of, not minions, not like death when you hit them one time minions, but servants of the big bad, 
plus the big bad. That was the final fight, right? First, her two servants. We had to get through them and then fight her uh, at one point. <laughs> at one point, I had, as a swift action, I smite you, servant of the enemy. As a standard action... I swing at you with my glaive, not the glaive from the movie Kroll, grave like the uh, glaive like the poleaxe, uh, fancy, fancy poleaxe. Smashed her with that, nat 20 on the die. In Pathfinder, you got to roll to confirm your crits, roll to confirm, boom, confirmed crit. A glaive is a times three weapon, so that means when you hit, I dealt three times the damage. So I ended up dealing 63 damage to her right then. But, but, (laughs) if you're a paladin and you're hitting the person you have smited for your first attack, if they are undead or a dragon or an evil outsider like a demon type, you deal double damage. And she was one of those. I think she was undead. And dealt so I dealt 126 damage to this chick in one fucking hit, and it was epic. It was totally awesome. Uh, against the final big bad boss, the other guy again, who's it's his first time ever playing a role playing game. He's playing this barbarian. That was the second character he built. He built a half orc barbarian, and he decided this dude was going to be chaotic evil, and he was. <laughs> You know, he was awesome. He maybe he made the paladin laugh and sort of if that game continues, I can see my paladin becoming an anti paladin. And he kind of liked some of the things Cuddy was Cuddy was the name of the uh, <laughs> the name of the barbarian. But at one point, the the big bad is flying. She's like 20 feet up in the air. None of us have any way to fly. Uh, one of the servants that we killed had this awesome magic badass scythe that was covered with these gross maggots and stuff. So, of course, Cuddy wants the super evil weapon, but he has his regular weapon, which is a falchion, a big curved sword in his hands. And he's like, well, can I can I throw this at her? Because I want that. I want that scythe. I want the maggot sword. That's what we were calling it. It was actually a scythe, but we kept calling it the maggot sword. He's like, I want that. But what's the deal for throwing? And Woody's like, hey, you know, I'll give you like a they're not meant to be through. I'll give you like a minus four penalty or something like no way. You know, you're not going to hit. You're not going to hit fucking roll crit confirm. Boom. Double damage to her. And <laughs> He tells her afterwards, he's like, come down here. Don't make me throw another sword at you. (laughs) Oh, man. It was was super, super fun. We had this awesome arena fight scene where we were fighting these crazy monsters. And people were betting on us in the arena. And our prince, the person whose groomsmen we were, he was betting on us against the whole crowd and stuff. That was a fucking awesome scene. Towards the end, we met these two people who were on the original council, like the ruling council, who had sort of made the deal with the bad people for power, and the deal had gone bad, and now these people were they were out of power, and they were sad about what happened, and we, I had this awesome conversation with the NPCs as Lars, the lawful good cleric, just being like, you did all of this for power. This is your fault. What are you doing to try and fix it? And they're like, oh, nothing. And he's like, well, that's just not right. And they're like, well, we're ready to die then. 
you know, we want to just go out on our own terms. So there was an execution. It was it was intense. It was very there was a lot of back and forth talking about morality and right and wrong and questing for power to try and just better yourself and how at the cost of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people's lives. What then, man? What then? So they they hugged each other. They wanted to go out hugging each other. And uh, Brother Khabib, the human paladin, glaive-wielding paladin, he played executioner. And he was 100% okay with that because in his mind, these people, they not only were super evil, they also did a bunch of... They broke the law, right? He's a lawful, good paladin. And they were basically chaotic, evil bastards who now wanted sort of to repent, but they weren't really repentant. They didn't really say they were sorry. And can you say you're sorry for the deaths of like, to helping facilitate the deaths of like hundreds of thousands of people? I don't think an apology works for that. Um, But it was just, it was an awesome game. When you're, (laughs) you, you probably saw the title of the episode, but when you're, Gaming for that long straight when it's 2.30 in the morning, you're fucking 12 beers deep or whatever. Sometimes things might get described as it's sharper than a pickle. (laughs) And I just think that's the perfect description of what this thing is. It's like you get stabbed with this thing. It's like kind of green and slimy. It's sort of pickle like, but it's sharper than a pickle. And it's just like, yeah, man, at that time in that headspace, it's like, yep, I, I I thousand percent get that dude. (laughs) I 100% get it. So that was that. That was, uh, I don't know what we call it, dude. WW two, three con, Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if it has a name. It was just three dudes playing a two-month-long session in one weekend, drinking beers, having fun. Man, role-playing games are pretty awesome, yeah? They're pretty fucking awesome. I don't know if there's going to be anything else on this episode. I just got home. I'm on eight hours of sleep in the last, like, 45 hours. So I'm doing pretty solid these days. But let's find out if there's anything else. Hey, Joe, I finished Gunslinger. I'm on to Drawing of the Three. I've just already read the prologue this morning. And yeah, it's uh, already very exciting. So I'm looking forward to reading it. Uh, Thanks for the original recommendation way back and encouraging me to try it again with all you talk on We Deal in Lead and stuff. Also... Right, so show notes. So show notes, yeah, I don't like putting them on, but if I don't put them in, then I get hassled by Connerly. So I got to put them in or else I get, I, take, I get the Wrath of Connerly, which segues into Wrath of the Righteous. Thank you for that update. It's such a cool module, one of my favorite, um, even though, well, we didn't finish quite finish it, but it is my favorite of the Wrath of the Righteous, at least to the ones that I'd gotten to. I think they get better. Each one gets better. I think, um, which is really neat. And uh, I really like this one. So I kind of dug into my collection and flipped through it. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I guess it's not a spoiler anymore since you do talk about it. You did not mention that uh, the Winter Sun leader kind of looked demonic. Um, or at least the picture in the module looks demonic. So pretty interesting stuff. 
Maybe you did. Maybe I missed it. Anyway, thanks again for the podcasts and the recaps. And uh, yeah, maybe we could talk about uh, Gunslinger, etc. at some point. Talk to you soon. Yo, Carl, thank you for that message, man. I'm super happy that you're reading the Gunslinger, the Dark Tower books. Um, we talked about it briefly. You're you're into book two now. You're deep into it, I think. Uh, data chum, data chi, data chalk. That's all I got to say to that, man. That's all I got to say to that. But yeah, when you get a little farther in, maybe when you start with a third book or, or finish with a third book, we can talk about it. Because I, I just love the fucking third book so much. <laughs> but as far as Wrath of the Righteous, yeah, so that picture of the Winter Sun clan leader in the module, that's what he looks like once he enters his rage. When Until then, he just looks regular. He's got scars on his body, but he just looks like a regular, big, strong human. But once he enters the rage, that's when the horns come out, the bull horns and the spikes all over his body and stuff. That's when. So when they first meet him, when the party first walked into the manor home, he was just sitting in the throne looking like a scarred up human. Uh, but yeah, man, I you talked about how the Wrath of the Righteous adventures get better as they go. And so since we're, I don't know, we're... We're probably halfway done with book three, and so I've started reading book four, and I've read part one of book four, and I'm just like, <laughs> damn, man. <laughs> it gets buck wild, and I cannot wait. I cannot wait, 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 wait. It's going to be awesome. Um, but yeah, dude, thank you for that call. Uh, the only call of the day, and if I've missed any... I didn't mean to. I just, I, the brain is, I'll see you on the other side. Yeah, so like I said, just a short one, because I got to, uh, yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Carl, for that message, man. I'm glad I figured it out, because it looks like Anchor is being weird again. Uh, as of time of recording, there is a banner up on the Anchor website that says Anchor, or sorry, Spotify for podcasters. is going to be down on June 5th for a few hours while they do maintenance on the site. And that means they're monkeying around with shit already. And when I went to try and upload when I went to try to upload that message from Carl onto this episode, I couldn't do it from my laptop. There wasn't an option. There was not an option to edit audio. I could edit the show title or the episode title, the episode number, the show notes, all that stuff. I can edit that, but there is no option to upload a new segment to record on the website and add that to the episode. And that's really dumb. Uh, I can do it on my phone. Thankfully I was able to figure it out and get it done on my phone. So that's cool, but it's just, man. Yeah. I don't know. The slow, slow death of anchor Spotify for podcasting. Anyway, (laughs) that stuff is a bummer. I don't want to think about it. This weekend was awesome, man. It was so, so, so much fun. 
made a new friend. Like the guy I drove out there with, I'd only met him like one time before. And we, it's a three hour drive to my buddy's house where he lives now. So yeah, <laughs> but the guy was super cool, super interesting. We, we had a fine car ride there, a smooth car ride home. Uh, and it was just awesome, man. It was so, so, so much fun. My buddy did a rad job of running the game. Uh, yeah, man, for anybody, especially for a first-timer, it was fantastic, dude. Fan-fucking-tastic. You guys are all fantastic out there. All you beautiful people that listen to this show for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. The dude that went with us, our buddy, he is one of a select, 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 ultra-select handful of people that have listened to Wheel or Woe in its entirety. So that's kind of weird. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's nice to be home. I'm very excited to sleep in my own bed tonight. I'm hoping to get more than four hours of sleep. I hope everybody out there, if you're in the States, I hope you have an awesome, fun, and safe 4th of July. Um, if you're not in the States, I hope the fireworks aren't too bad for you. Even though it's not America, we didn't invent fireworks. Those things blame the Chinese thousands and thousands of years ago. They had fireworks too, so they started it. So don't get mad at America for fireworks. <laughs> I know some people out there do. But I hope everybody is safe. I hope you guys all have a fun holiday weekend. If you do have a holiday weekend, if not, have a fun weekend anyway. Have an awesome time. Take care of yourselves. Take care of somebody else. Love one another. And I'll talk to you all soon. Until then, peace out.